Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode on the Sports Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Sage McSwain, and for today's episode, we're going to be going over my week seven predictions. Now, I know my week six predictions didn't go up on YouTube. It just kept getting, like, blocked and, like, wouldn't upload, so I uh, just kind of gave up on it for YouTube, um, but it is out on all podcast platforms, so if you do want to look at that, or you could just follow my Instagram, uh, which is linked in the description. Um, and you can just look at the, uh, uh, predictions that I post there along with the announcement of the episode. Um, cause I did say it would be out on all platforms, but just YouTube was not uploading the video whatsoever. So, uh, could not get it out on YouTube, but it's out on all audio platforms though. Um, and as of right now, I am recording this like really early. So it is Monday currently. So, uh, when I'm talking about the Chargers and Broncos matchups, I don't really know what's happening and what happened in both of them, so I'm just going to be, you know, talking about the team in general, Um, but that'll be talked about later on in the episode, but without further ado, let's get right into these predictions. Now, first up, we have these, uh, for Thursday Night Football, we have the Saints at the Cardinals, which is actually one of the first decent uh, Thursday Night Football games that have been on Amazon Prime. Uh, except for the Chargers and Chiefs one. Um, now, the Saints coming into this one had a tough loss to the Bengals, a really close one. Uh, they did really well, uh, in my opinion. And I believe, as for this game, it does have a little bit of riding on it uh, for the Saints, on the Saints' perspective. Uh, I believe that um, uh, if, if Andy Dalton does do good this game, um, they may run with him as the starter for the rest of the season um, because James Winston has been sidelined with an injury, with a back injury. Um, so they were running with uh, Andy Dalton. Sorry. And, uh, you know, they uh, he, he's been doing decent. He hasn't really been doing much, but uh, I guess he's been doing enough to really uh, be able to have a consider- be a considerable option over James Winston. Um I mean, I mean, the Saints didn't do too bad. Andy Dalton, 17 completions on 162 yards with one passing touchdown. Alvin Kamara did his thing on the ground, which it's been a while since he's been doing that. But 19 rushes for 99 yards um, and no touchdowns. Uh, they really couldn't get much through the air on the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals have a really good uh, secondary. Um, defensively... Uh, they were able to get three sacks, two from Demario Davis, which were pretty good, um, and then one from Caden Ellis. Um, but that was about it stats-wise for the Saints. But they did play really well. They just kind of gave up the lead near the end of the game, and you know the Bengals were able to win that one. Now, as for the Cardinals, I believe this is going to be the first game with D-Hop back. Don't call me on that. I believe this is going to be the first game with D-Hop back, because I believe it was a six-game suspension, um, so he should be coming back, I want to say he is coming back, so, uh, that'll be definitely a much-needed addition, as well as them just today trading for Robbie Anderson from the Carolina Panthers, so, um, big loss for the Panthers, in my opinion, um, but we'll talk about that later uh, from the Panthers' perspective, but really a big gain from the Cardinals. Definitely something that I feel like they needed 
um, especially with the absence of D-Hop and then as well as, uh, I believe, Marquise Brown going down with a season-ending injury, I want to say. So, um, you know, prayers up to him. Hopefully, you know, he's good on his recovery process. Uh, but I believe his season is over. So uh, they definitely did need to bring a wide receiver in. Um, as for the return, I haven't seen much uh like as as for what the cardinals gave up um you know to the panthers but i know the panthers were looking for uh for draft compensation so there's a good chance that i believe the cardinals may have traded away um let me see here oh uh, yeah so the pan oh, the, sorry the cardinals traded away a 2024 sixth round pick in a 2025 seventh rounder, which I feel like, you know, is pretty, pretty good. Uh, I mean, for what the Cardinals have to give up for such a good wide receiver. Um, and it's about the same, I want to say, or it is a little bit more for Marquise Brown coming from the Ravens uh, to the Cardinals. So uh, the Cardinals making some pretty good trades so far this season, um, bringing in a much uh, needed position at wide receiver, especially since, again, Marquise Brown got hurt, um, and, uh, the Cardinals didn't do, they did not do too well against the Seahawks, uh, Kyler Murray, uh, vocalized his frustrations on, you know, what, what happened during the game, um, but he did have 23 completions for 222 yards, uh, no touchdowns, one interception, and was sacked a whopping six times, um, but Kyler Murray was doing his thing on the, on the, on the ground too. Uh, 10 rushes for a hundred yards. Uh, he was going off. Zach Ertz did his thing through the air, 70 yards, seven receptions. Marquise Brown, before he got hurt, had 68 yards and five receptions. So, uh, he was definitely doing his thing there. Um, and then defensively, uh, the defense was able to get, is that, uh, five sacks. Uh, they had two from Collins. Uh, one from Golden, uh, another one from Thomas, and another one from Sanders. Um, and then uh, they weren't really able to force that many turnovers. They got one fumble recovery uh, on the defense, but that was about it. They just were really outmatched. Uh, they really couldn't score a touchdown. Uh, Seahawks red zone defense is great, and I guess overall their defense is just great. Um and it was really hard for the Cardinals to really advance the ball, um, you know, in order to get a touchdown. So, um, I mean, yeah, the Cardinals were not able to score a touchdown against the Seahawks defense, which their Seahawks defense hasn't been the best. So, uh, that, that, you know, does speak for itself. Um, them just not being able to get a touchdown against one of the worst defenses or, you know, not one of the worst, but one of the, you know, bottom tier defenses in the league as of right now um but as for this game i do think it's going to be pretty close i do think it's going to be a one score game uh but give me the saints by five i think overall they're just the better team um and they're a little bit more complete but we do have to see what it will be like with robbie anderson in a new scheme and deandre hopkins in a new scheme or not a new scheme but deandre hopkins being back now next up i have the Packers at the Commanders, no, the Packers, um, coming off of a somewhat surprising loss to the Jets, see, me, you know, the genius that I am, predicted the Jets to beat the Packers, okay, you know, you can see the post, not altered, 
the Jets beat the Packers, right? I had that. That's my prediction. Seven point, seven point underdogs. I had the Jets winning that one, and they just they just came out swinging. Okay, um, Zach Wilson did decent. Ten completions for 110 yards, um, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Sacked twice. Brees Hall. Okay, Brees Hall is looking like a very good running back. Okay, looks like an next prodigy running back. I mean. 116 yards on 20 rushes for a touchdown. Um, Receiving-wise to the air, Corey Davis had most of the yards. 52 yards on two receptions. Um, And, I mean, mean, that defense. The defense probably played the best. Uh, Four sacks in total, two from Quinn Williams, one from Franklin Myers, and one from Sheldon Rankins. And then, um, I believe, they got a blocked punt return for a touchdown. Um, and I don't think they had a pick six, but they had really good defense. Um, I mean, that entire game was pretty crazy. Uh, Packers lined up for a field goal. Jets blocked it. Uh, Jets go for a punt. Packers block it. Um, Packers, well, I think the Packers did capitalize on that with a field goal. Um, I want to say, and then, uh, the Packers try to, Punt it, Jets punt it, they return it for a touchdown, and uh, the defense, I mean, the Jets defense was just pretty locked down on the Packers, and Packers really could not do much, uh, surprisingly. Um, so there, there is a bright future there in New York, both for the Giants and Jets, so I can't wait to see what, what more they're going to do this season. Um, but yeah, the Packers, uh, you know, Packers... I mean, they, they, were, they were trying to do their thing. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was trying his hardest. Okay, 26 completions, 246 yards, one passing touchdown, but he was sacked four times. Um, nothing really could come off the ground. Uh, Robert Tanyan was doing his thing. Of course, I had him on my bench in fantasy football. Uh, 90 yards for 10 receptions. Uh, Alan Lazard, 76 yards, four receptions, and a touchdown. Um, defensively. They were able to get two sacks, um, one from Sean Gary and then one from Anagbare. Uh, um, but they weren't really able to turn the ball over uh, besides that, that block punt. Um, but, yeah, just overall, the Packers really weren't capitalizing on the opportunities that they had, um, which in turn led them to lose this one. And looking at the Commanders, uh, now they're, they're coming off of a – a pretty big win, uh, I guess, uneventful win over the Chicago Bears. Um, does look like Carson Wentz is going to be out four to six weeks, so Taylor Heineke will be taking that position uh, from now on up until once Carson Wentz does return. But Carson Wentz in this game had 12 completions for 99 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, but was sacked three times. Uh, Brian Robinson, second game coming back. Uh, from the shooting accident, 60 yards on 17 rushes and one touchdown. Um, they really couldn't, yeah, they really just could not get anything through the air. Um, and of course, I had Carson once as one of my starting quarterbacks in the league and uh, put up five points. Uh, yeah, so. uh, but they were able to sack Justin Fields, what, about uh, six, five times, five or six times, uh, one from Curl. One from uh, Jonathan Allen, uh, one from Sweat, and uh, one from uh, Obata, and then one from Demarcus Payne. 
So five. They were able to get five sacks on Justin Fields and then also uh, one interception uh, from Jonathan Allen. So he had a sack and an interception. So he was, he was doing his thing. Uh, and the commander's defense was definitely carrying. Uh, I think it was more of a defensive battle up until near the end where Brian Robinson got that touchdown. Um, because other than that, I mean, it was, it was a pretty bad, it's pretty boring, bad game, pretty slow pace, nothing much really happened in that one. But as for this one, uh, I do think the Packers really need a comeback game, especially with Carson Wentz hurt on the Commanders, and um, I think the Packers, you know, they they definitely need a comeback game. They need some a statement, you know, to bring them back into the winning mood. Okay, I mean, you know, I don't know what's happening there in Green Bay, but they're currently second in the NFC North behind the Vikings, I believe, and it, it just has not been looking good. So, uh, I think here I'm going to have to go with the Packers by one. I think they definitely need a statement game um, and, you know, something to bring them back on track. So, uh, I feel like it's best here to give this one against the Commanders here to the Packers. Okay, next up I have the... Uh, Browns at the Ravens, when uh, AFC North matchup, really important here. The Ravens currently are ranked first in the AFC North, and the Browns are currently ranked third in the AFC North. Um, now the Ravens coming off of a surprising loss to the Giants, very close, um, but a really crucial pick thrown late in the game by Lamar Jackson, uh, definitely uh, did not help them there. Uh, and definitely allowed the uh, Giants to win that one. Lamar Jackson, 17 completions, 210 yards, one passing touchdown, one interception, and was that was sacked only twice. Uh, Kenyon Drake was doing his thing through the ground as well, 119 yards on 10 rushes and a touchdown. Through the air, they were getting it done. Mark Andrews, 106 yards, seven receptions, and a touchdown. Um, but defensively, uh, they were able to get four sacks, one from Queen, one from Jones, one from Marubike, and one from Campbell. Um, and they weren't really able to turn the ball over much. Um, it was just really that crucial pick near the end of the game by Lamar Jackson that really uh, hurt the Ravens there in that game. It just was not a great pass. Um and that's what kind of led them to lose there. Um, and then going to the Browns, I mean, they absolutely got destroyed by the Patriots. Um, just it's not looking too good now. Uh, not going to the middle of the season where, uh, you know, I, I was having up Jacoby Brissett, but, you know, it just has not been looking too good for him. And Jacoby Brissett had 21 completions on 266 yards, a passing touchdown, two interceptions, and was sacked four times. Um, Nick Chubb also surprisingly, uh, didn't do, uh, too hot, I want to say. Um, he only had, uh, actually, let me see here. Oh, sorry. That is the wrong one. Okay, here. Uh, against the Patriots. Um, I mean, I mean, he only got 56 yards on 12 rushes, um, Don Peoples Jones is doing his thing though, seventy four yards on four receptions. Uh, David Njoku fifty eight yards on three receptions. Um, defensively, they're only able to get two sacks, two for Miles Garrett, um, which propelled them to be the leading sack uh, or the sack leader 
uh, in Browns franchise history, which is great. Um, and they weren't really able to turn the ball over. I mean, the Patriots just were playing a pretty perfect game against the Browns, and they really could not respond. Um, and that's what led to them losing this game. But as for this one, um, I think it's going to be a really important individual game. Um, but as for this, I'm going to have to give it to the Ravens by one. I think they definitely need, uh, kind of like the Packers, they definitely need a statement game you know, to get them back out there. Sorry. Um, I mean, he, he just has not looked good. Or, I mean, the team just has not looked good. Um, and they're just blowing the leads really late into the game. Um, and they're just not being able to hold on to them. So I think the Ravens can definitely get one here. Um, it's definitely a really important game that they need to win. And, uh, yeah, again, just giving the Ravens by one. Okay, next up, I have the Buccaneers at the Panthers. Another individual game here for the NFC South. Now, the Buccaneers coming off of a surprising loss to the Steelers, okay? It was not good. Um, Tom Brady yelling at players on the sideline, mainly his offensive line. And he was only sacked twice. That's the thing. He was only sacked twice. He's out here yelling at his offensive lineman. Uh, he has 25 completions for 243 yards, a touchdown, and again, it was only sacked twice. Leonard Fournette was doing his thing, 63 yards on 21 rushes. Um, and, I mean, through the air, I mean, Chris Godwin was doing his thing, 95 yards on six receptions. Um, looking at the defense, they're only able to get to Kenny Pickett twice, uh, one from Antoine Winterfield and then one from Carl Nassib. Um, and then uh, they weren't really able to turn the ball over, um, which I feel like, you know, is probably a necessity to really beat the Steelers because Kenny Pickett. Sorry. Um, but Kenny Pickett uh, was out during this game. I believe he left with a concussion, I want to say. Uh, so they did put in Mitch Trubisky. Um, and they were, I mean, they weren't really able to force anything on him either. Um, but yeah, just overall, just not the best performance by the Buccaneers offensive. I mean, offensively, they were doing their thing, but defensively, they, they really couldn't get much done. And I think that's what really led to how, why the Buccaneers lost this one. It's just their defense really underperformed and, uh, was not able to get it done. And then as for the Panthers, uh, they're coming off a loss to the Rams. Um, and it looks like they're still open to calls for Christian McCaffrey this week. Uh, they did just deal Robbie Anderson, like I talked about earlier on in the episode. Uh, we'll have to see how that really affects them, especially now. I believe they're still running with uh, P.J. Walker as the starting quarterback. Um, the Sam Darnold does come back in because um, I, I highly doubt Baker Mayfield is going to be back in this week. Um, so... Sorry. Um. So we'll have to see what they do there, but I mean the Panthers just not looking too good right now. It looks like they're gonna go into a full rebuild mode uh, now with their interim interim head coach. I mean PJ Walker had ten completions for sixty yards. Um. Definitely not starting quarterback. Uh. Stats there. Um. He was sacked twice. Christian McCaffrey had. 69 yards on 13 rushes. Um, and Christian McCaffrey also had 89 receiving yards on seven receptions. Um, but, 
Yeah, because they, they started with P.J. Tucker, or not P.J. P.J. Walker, um, for for most of the game, and then they put in Jacob Eason, I believe, is the, uh, what, he was, he was a rookie last year, I want to say, um, uh, they put him in there, and, you know, he had 59 yards on, uh, three completions, um, and one interception, um, and it, it overall just was not a really good game offensively from them, uh, and defensively, uh, the, the, uh, the Panthers were only really able to get one sack and uh, one interception by Dante Jackson, uh, but he is now injured uh, with an ankle injury, so that's definitely a big hit to the Panthers' defense. Um, and it just was a terrible game played by the Panthers. Uh, they really couldn't do much. Um, but as for this game, I'm going to have to go to the Buccaneers by three. I think the Steelers game might have just been a fluke. Maybe the team just turned on Tom Brady because he was yelling at them and, you know, uh, during the game, so they didn't really know how to react. Um, and I, but, I mean, the Steelers almost blew the lead there near the end um, to barely win by two. So I feel like it may have just been a fluke, may have just been a lucky game. So um, I think the Buccaneers here are just going to win. Uh, I have the Buccaneers win by three here. Uh, I think it may be a little bit close, but since it is a divisional matchup, but again, I, I just feel like the Buccaneers are a better team, and that loss of the Steelers may have just been, you know, a little mistake, little mental mistakes that led to that loss. Now, next up, I have the Falcons at the Bengals. Now, the Falcons coming off of a pretty good win against the 49ers. Um, Marcus Merriott had 13 completions out of 14 attempts and 129 yards with two passing touchdowns. and was only sacked twice. Um... Caleb Huntley was doing his thing on the ground, 59 yards on 16 receptions or 16 rushes. Uh, Tyler Legier, 51 yards on 15 attempts. And then Marcus Mariota had 50 yards on six rushes. So they're definitely making up with what they have and also a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, they're definitely making up for what they, you know, what they're lacking here on defense or on offense, which is Cordell Patterson, uh, you know, who is injured um, and is out for this one. Um, and they definitely ran the ball, and they really distributed it well, in my opinion. Um, and then through the air, they had 58 yards on four receptions for Olamide Zacchaeus. Um, so, I mean, he was, he was doing his thing there. Um, defensively, uh, they, they really could not get to the quarterback, but they did have two interceptions, which were definitely crucial. One from Jalen Hawkins, and then another one from Isaiah Oliver, and those two were really crucial in, to, in them winning. Um, they were really able to, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that they had. Um, and then going to the Bengals side of the ball, they barely squeak out a win to the Saints, winning that one pretty late. But Joe Burrow had 28 completions for 300 yards, three passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, and was sacked three times. Uh, Rushing-wise, they really couldn't get anything on the ground, but Jamar Chase was doing his thing through the air, 132 yards on seven receptions and two touchdowns, and Tyler Boyd had 66 yards on six receptions. Um, and then defensively, uh, they really only to get one sack, uh, and then they really, really weren't able to really force any turnovers. I think it just came out to the end. Uh, where you know they got they got a couple stops and uh, the Bengals really capitalized on that, especially Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and 
Uh, they definitely did their thing in that one. Um, but as for this game, I do have the Falcons winning by one here. I think they can definitely squeak out a win. Uh, they, you know, I think they have some things to work on defensively. Um, but I don't think they're uh, too major. I think uh, the, the, the Falcons look like a pretty good team. Um, and the Bengals have had some lapses here. So I'm, I'm not sure, but I feel like this one could, uh, you know, go anyway. But give me the Falcons here by one. Then next up, I have the Lions and Cowboys. Now the Lions coming back from a bye week, a much needed bye week. Like basically half the team is injured already, so uh, definitely much needed bye week. Get everybody healthy uh, and ready for this Cowboys game. Um, just really not much to say there. Most likely, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift are going to be back for this game, and basically most of the wide receivers, uh, a lot of defensive uh, players that they're missing right now. Um, that were really good at the beginning of the season. And then, uh, you know, um, Jameson Williams looks like he's still not going to be coming back, but like until like really late into the season by like by week eight. Uh, so give it a couple more weeks. So most likely I would see him in the game against the Dolphins. Um, but I don't see, or, or maybe, uh, possibly next week. I mean, uh, since I'm going over week seven, he could be in week eight, um, or a little bit later. Um, but yeah, definitely a needed target for Jared Goff, in my opinion. Um, so can't wait to see him out there on the field. Uh, but yeah, definitely big, uh, health news for the Lions coming off of this bye week. And then as for the Cowboys, they're coming off of a, uh, loss to the Eagles in division matchup. Um, most likely is going to be the last game that we see from Cooper Rush on, unless uh, Dak Prescott does get re-injured, which I'm not hoping for that. Um, but it looks like Dak Prescott is medically cleared by the doctors to play. Um, and it does look like they most likely will be starting him uh, for this one. Um, but Cooper Rush, I mean, he, he did okay against the Eagles. 18 completions for 181 yards and one passing touchdown along with three interceptions. Uh, so, you know, that that was definitely big. It was turnover machine there against the Eagles last night. And then Ezekiel Elliott had 81 yards on 13 rushes and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, he's definitely coming back a little bit. Uh, slowly but surely, he's definitely coming back. C.D. Lamb was doing his thing, 68 yards on five receptions. Uh, but that was really about it. Receiving-wise, I mean, the defense uh, got about, what, four sacks on Jalen Hurts, one from Dante Fowler, one from Wilson, one from Golston and one from Armstrong, uh, but they really weren't able to turn the ball over. And yeah, just offensively, they just were not clicking. Uh, there were a lot of, you know, miscommunications and, uh, you know, Cooper Rush was throwing, you know, three interceptions, which were really crucial um, and uh, definitely led to how the Eagles won this one. Um, but as for this game, I do have the Lions winning this one. They're coming back from a bye week, uh, much needed. Uh, they're coming off of a pretty bad losing streak. Uh, I do want to say, what, three three straight games? Or no, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, actually, no, three straight games, um, you know, they of losing. Uh, they lost to the Vikings, uh, lost to the Seahawks, and lost to the Patriots, so... Um, and it was a, it was a pretty humbling loss I feel against the Patriots for that team, uh, for the Lions. It just, uh, you know, you go, you know, I had the lead against the Vikings and you blew it. Okay, 
you know, and then you you were basically, uh, you know, uh, what is it, a scoring matchup, you know, against a shootout basically against the Seahawks near the end of that one, and then you just absolutely get pummeled by the Patriots, don't even get any points on the board. I, I think that's definitely a humbling experience for the offense uh, more than the defense. I mean, the defense just has not been good whatsoever, uh, but the offense definitely needed, I guess, something to really show that, you know, they're, they're not that good and you have to, you know, do a little bit more. Um, and definitely players coming back healthy is a first step towards that. Um, and, you know, Dak Prescott coming back may lend to, you know, a little bit of miscommunication for the Cowboys. Um, but I feel like overall the Lions definitely can get it done. It's just uh, whether or not, you know, that defense can really play um, and if they can really stop the Cowboys. Now, next up, I have the Giants at the Jaguars. Now, the Giants coming off of a surprising win against the Ravens. Um, I mean, I mean that, that interception near the end of the game was pretty good. Uh, got them into scoring position, and uh, I believe what Saquon Barkley punched it in for the touchdown uh, to give them the lead, and then Kavion Thibodeau came up strip sack on Lamar Jackson uh, to ice the game for the Giants. Um, I mean, Daniel Jones doing his thing, 19 completions, 173 yards, and two touchdowns, and was sacked four times. Saquon Barkley had 83 yards on 22 rushes and a touchdown. Uh, but, yeah, again, they really could not do much to the air. Daniel Jones just isn't that good of a quarterback, in my opinion. So, uh, I mean, I feel like he's not really contributing that much to the team. Uh, but, yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau, again, had that sack. And then, as well as uh, Dexter Lawrence had the sack there. And then, also, you know, uh, Julian Love's interception near the end of the game definitely helped ice that one uh, for the Giants to win. And definitely looks like they're on a the roll. Um, a lot of people saying that they, you know, they could be a good team. Um, now I don't really want to, like, I don't want to say that I'm being tricked into thinking that the Giants are a good team, but they are still looking like a really great team, and they've beaten, well, they've beaten the Giants, or not the Giants, but they've beaten the, the Packers, and they've beaten the Ravens, so those are two really good teams, and I think, uh, that is, uh, definitely says a lot there, uh, for the Giants, but as for the Jaguars, uh, they're coming off of a disappointing loss to the Colts, uh, allowing a touchdown really late in the game, um, for the Colts to win it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had a pretty good game. He had 20 completions on 22 attempts, 163 yards, and a touchdown, but he was sacked four times. Uh, Travis Etienne did his thing 86 yards on 10 rushes. Um, and Jermichael Hasty, he, he was doing his thing on the ground as well, 57 yards, three rushes, and a touchdown. And then... Uh, James Robinson was also doing his thing in the rushing game, 54 yards, 12, uh, 12 carries. Um, but you know, that, that was about it there. Um, and through the air, they really couldn't do much. Um, defensively, couldn't do much either. Uh, I think they just need to really improve on their passing game. Um, just, I don't know, the weapons seem okay for Trevor Lawrence, but it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't really look like it's adding up too well, and then defensively, I mean, they're, they're just not able to do much there against the Colts, um, especially on that last drive for the touchdown, I mean, it wasn't really the best defense, and uh, the Colts were able to score in that one, um, but as for this game, I think it is going to be close, um, but I do think the Jaguars definitely need a wake-up game, losing back-to-back -back games against not-so-great teams, I think they definitely need a wake-up game in this one, 
would definitely uh, put out the statement for them. So uh, for, as for this one, give me the Jaguars by two. I think it's going to be really close because the Giants do look like a great team. Um, but I feel like the Jaguars, maybe they can you know, do something to uh, mess the Giants up a little bit. And uh, they do have home field advantage, so this one can definitely play into that. Um, but again, give me the Jaguars by two. Now next up, I have the Colts at the Titans. Now the Colts, again, we're just talking about it. Uh, this one is a very big individual uh, division game here. This one could be playing for first in the AFC South, which is funny because I was talking about how these two, you know, this this matchup uh, could, you know, even before the season started, this could end up seeing who gets the first spot in the AFC South. But um, as for the Colts, again, getting that game-winning touchdown against the Jaguars, Definitely did the thing there. Uh, Matt Ryan had 42 completions for 389 yards and three passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, and was sacked zero times. And I was talking about this earlier in previous weeks that the offensive line has not been playing that good. And they they, they definitely played really great in this one. And then Michael, I mean, they weren't able to get much off the ground, but, you know, through the air they were able to get him. Uh, Pittman, 134 yards, 13 receptions, uh, uh, Dante Jackson was doing his thing. I had to go up against him in fantasy, 79 yards on 10 receptions. Paris Campbell, 57 yards on 7 receptions and a touchdown. And then Alec Pierce, again, that game-winning touchdown, had 49 yards on 3 receptions for a touchdown. Um, and then defensively, they were able to get to, uh, able to get to Trevor Lawrence four times. Um, definitely big there to force Buckner. Leading that defense with one sack as well. Uh, they weren't able to really get any turnovers, but those sacks definitely did help. Uh, great defense, defensive performance by the Jaguars or by the Colts. Um, and then, a, I mean, great performance by the air by both Matt Ryan and the receiving core there in Indianapolis. It was a great showing there. Um, and uh, they definitely deserved that win there uh, pretty late into the game. And then as for the Titans coming off of a bye week, just getting healthy. Uh, just not really much to report there, uh, but the, yeah, they're definitely just working to be healthy on that one and be ready for this game. Um, but as for this one, coming off of a bye week, I'm going to have to give the win to the Titans here. I think they're just a better team, um, and uh, you know the Colts did struggle against a Jaguars defense that didn't do much. So um, again here, I feel like Titans have a better defense than the Jaguars, um, and for that reason, give me the Titans winning here by two. And then next up, we have the Texans at the Raiders. Now, the Texans coming off of bye week, off of a pretty good win against the Jaguars, just trying to get healthy again like most teams in the bye week, doing their thing. And then going up against another team coming from bye week um, who definitely needs to get a little bit healthier. Um, and, uh, you know, because Darren Waller was out the week previous to, uh, with, you know, with an injury to the Chiefs, and he didn't really play, uh, or he didn't even play in that game at, uh, at all. I mean, he played like, played like one to two steps, um, and uh, yeah, they had him out for that one. Um, didn't look great, um, and you know, just questionable coaching decisions against the Chiefs there. But uh, the Raiders going into bye week, and maybe they can get healthy, clear their minds. So both of these teams coming from bye week, uh, but as for this one. Give me the Raiders here by uh, eight. I think it'll be close, but 
Uh, I think the Raiders definitely have a better team than the Texans. And I think the Texans defense is a little bit, you know, lackluster there, especially in the secondary. Um, but Derek Stingley has been doing his thing. I will have to see that matchup, Devontae Adams on Derek Stingley. I think that'll be a great matchup to see. Um, but as for this one, again, just give me the Raiders by eight. Now, next up, we have the Jets at the Broncos. Now, the Jets coming off of a great win against the Packers, one that I predicted to move them to a 4-2 record, second in the AFC East, behind, I want to say the Bills, right, Bills, or, yeah, Bills, because there's nobody else in that division, I don't think, that was, that's actually that good, um, I want to say the Bills, I'm not sure. yeah, Bills, so they're, they're behind the Bills there, uh, with a 5-1 uh, and one record, um, or 5-2 and two record, sorry, um, and I believe they're gonna be five and two, but, um, but anyway, Zach Wilson again did his thing. I, I think this team just is great, you know, defensively and offensively. Um, they're just clicking on both sides of the ball, uh, and I mean, able to get it done against one of the better, uh, teams in the league at you know in their home field. Definitely a great showing by the Jets there. And then as for the Broncos again, this uh, game is currently underway. Um, while I am recording this, they are up 10-0 to currently uh, against the Chargers. Um, so let's see how that one ends. But, I mean, the Broncos just haven't looked the best over time. Uh, they, they've they been a little bit eh, you know. Have been, they've been a little bit eh. Um, a lot of people just broke some Russell Wilson as of right now. But uh, as for this one, give me the Jets by 9. I think they're definitely a better team than the Broncos. Uh, and they can definitely get it done against them. I think uh, the Jets are really showing a really good team here. Um, you know, again, both offensively and defensively, I think they can over overpower a lot of teams in the league, especially with back-to-back wins against uh, the Packers um, and Dolphins. So, uh, yeah, that one's going to be interesting to see. But, again, again, give me the Jets here. Then next up, we have a pretty good game here, uh, the Chiefs. Going up against the 49ers. Now, the Chiefs coming up against a surprising win that Tony Roman predicted exactly. I think Tony Roman said it was going to be a 24-20 to type game. Um, and it ended 24-20. to uh, Just not in the Chiefs' favor. Um, they did they, they played really good throughout. I mean, again, it was just back and forth game. Um, something that I ex- expected from both teams. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had 25 completions for 338 yards. Two passing touchdowns. Two interceptions, though. And three sacks. Um, they really couldn't get anything off the ground. I mean, that, that Bills defense is really good. But Juju Smith-Schuster, five receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey also had 108 yards on eight receptions. Um, he, he was doing his thing. Um, the Chiefs defense was only able to get one sack from Chris Jones and no interceptions. And I think uh, that's something they really could not contain. Josh Allen in that pocket, and Josh Allen was flourishing. Um, so uh, I feel like it is going to be definitely tough. To, you know, to go up against him. So, um, again, as for this one, give me the, uh, you know, I mean, that, that one was a good one. I don't know why I was doing some of everything. I haven't even talked about the 49ers yet. Uh, but the 49ers coming off of a loss to the Falcons. Uh, I mean, Brandon Ayuk had a game, though. He had two touchdowns. There are only two touchdowns of the game uh, for the 49ers. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 29 completions, 296 yards, two passing touchdowns with two interceptions. Definitely crucial. Those two interceptions 
Really could not get anything off of the ground. George Kittle had 83 yards on eight receptions. And Brandon Ayuk also had 83 yards on eight receptions, along with the two touchdowns I talked about earlier. And then Debo Samuel had 79 yards on seven receptions. But they really could not pass the ball. Like, they could not distribute the ball really well uh, among amongst the receiving quarter there. Um, and then as for defense, I mean, they were able to get two sacks. Um, one from Drake Jackson and then one... Uh, from uh, Charles Aminu, um, and then they really weren't able to turn the ball over, which I think was crucial because, uh, you know, the San Francisco had those two interceptions, so, uh, you know, they really weren't able to turn the ball over, and I think that's what's crucial. Uh, the defense just did not play well. I think their offense did okay, um, at, you know, except for the rushing attack. Uh, but I mean, overall, the Falcons or the Forty Nine ers just weren't able to really play that well defensively against a. Um, okay, Falcons offense. Uh, but uh, as for this one, um, I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs here. I think the Chiefs just overall are a better team than the 49ers and uh, can easily get the win here. Now, next up, we have the Seahawks at the Chargers. Now, the Seahawks coming off of a win against the Cardinals, a big in division game there. Um, the you know, battle of the bottom of the NFC West, uh, but. Geno Smith did his thing, 20 completions for 197 yards. He was sacked five times. They definitely need to invest uh, a little bit into that offensive line. Uh, but Kenneth Walker had 97 yards and 20 on 21 rushes and a touchdown. Um, and they really couldn't get much to the ground as uh, either. Um, they, you know, it, it's it's been a little bit, it's been okay from Geno Smith. But, uh, I mean, I feel like he, he'd be a good, decent starting quarterback around the league. But, yeah, just not the best performance. But the defense, defense of the uh, Seahawks definitely stepped up here. Uh, they had what, uh, six sacks on Kyler Murray. Um, and they also had uh, interception by uh, Tariq Woolen, who I think Tariq Woolen's going to be a great defensive back in the league. Uh, he's already shown, I believe, what he already has four interceptions uh, in his rookie year. So. I mean, he's already looking great, um, and definitely that interception definitely clenched up the game there um, and allowed the Seahawks to win. And again, the Chargers game is going on as of right now. They're down 10-0. to I'll have to see what that one does. But, I mean, the Chargers, they're still a great team. I think this one could really go either way. I, I did have a hard time picking this one. Uh, but as for this one, give me the Seahawks here. I think uh, they can definitely squeeze out a win against the Chargers since they have looked a little subpar compared to what they looked like earlier on in the season. So, uh, yeah, as for this one, just give me the Seahawks win this one. Okay, now as for Sunday night football, we have the Steelers at the Dolphins. Now, the Steelers going off of a surprising win over the Buccaneers, winning by two. Almost choked away the game there, and it looks like Mr. Trubisky is going to be starting for this one, mainly because Kenny Pickett is going uh, was out and is going to be out with a concussion. Uh, but, I mean, Mr. Trubisky did his thing against a really good Buccaneers defense. Nine completions for 144 yards and a passing touchdown was only sacked once. Um, I mean, I mean Chase Claypool is doing his thing. 96 yards on seven receptions and a touchdown. Um, but that was really about it offensively. Uh, but defensively, they were able to get two sacks. One from Highsmith, one from Hayward. Uh, no interceptions. Um but Tom Brady is pretty good with ball security. So, uh, you know, Steelers, I mean, they did their thing. It was very surprising, but they definitely took the ground-to-pound approach. Um, and uh, 
really kind of grinded out the win. They almost choked it, but they were able to keep that lead there near the end of the game. And then as for the Dolphins, um, I mean, you know, it 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 just it just has not looked good for them. Um, you know, they're going up against the Vikings team. I believe Teddy Bridgewater actually did play in this game. I think in my preview I said that uh, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't going to play. Uh, but they did start off with Skylar Thompson, but they just put in Teddy Bridgewater. I think he cleared concussion protocol, so they just put him in there. Uh, so he was mainly playing. Uh, Skylar Thompson had seven completions for 89 yards um, and was sacked once. So they put in Teddy Bridgewater. He had 23 completions for 329 yards, two passing touchdowns, along with two interceptions. He was also sacked five times. Uh, they really couldn't get anything off of the ground. I mean, the offense line was not doing their thing. Uh, Tyreek Hill had 177 yards on 12 receptions. Jalen Waddle, 129 yards on 6 receptions. Mike Gesicki, 69 yards on 6 receptions. I mean, they were, they were getting it done through the air, but the offense line just could not block for them. And that's definitely what something that led to them, you know, having a, you know, a little bit, sorry, a little bit of an issue there in this one. Because they still were able to keep it close. I mean, it was only uh, an eight-point game, so it wasn't, like, really out of there. It wasn't, like, a blowout, but it just wasn't the best performance, especially defensively. They really could not do much um, to stop uh, the Vikings. And the touchdown that kind of iced the game was the touchdown from uh, Dalvin Cook near the end of the game, what, 54-yarder. Um, definitely uh, iced the game for them there. Um, but as for this one... Uh, give me the Dolphins here by six. I think, uh, the Dolphins, you know, they're they're slowly but surely going back, getting back to uh being you know a little bit healthier, being at a hundred percent, and I think that's something that they definitely need. Um, and I I think uh, you know, I think they are a better team. I think they have a better offense compared to the Steelers' defense. Um, and that can I mean, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill can definitely overpower the Steelers' secondary. So again, here, just give me the Dolphins by six. And then for the last matchup of the week on Monday Night Football, we have the Bears at the Patriots. Now, the Bears coming off of a tough loss to the Commanders. Uh, and, uh, I mean, just wasn't the best performance by offensive line or defense. Uh, Justin Fields had 14 completions for 190 yards, a passing touchdown, and an interception. And he was sacked a whopping five times. Uh, and then Justin Fields also was a leading rusher with 88 yards on 12 rushes. Uh, Khalil Herbert also had 75 yards on 7 rushes, and David Montgomery had 67 yards on uh, 15 rushes. Um, so, I mean, they were getting it done on the ground, but just passing-wise, I mean, they just were not giving Justin Fields enough time to pass. Uh, Don, I mean, I mean, Dante Pettis was doing his thing, 84 yards with 4 receptions and a touchdown, the only touchdown for the Bears uh, for this one. And Darnell Mooney had 68 yards on 7 receptions. Um, so, I mean, you know, he, he, he was doing his thing. I just, just not the best performance by him and he could definitely do more, um, defensively. Uh, they were able to get three sacks on Carson Wentz, uh, but they just really cannot force any turnovers. And I think that's definitely what hurt them. Um, you know, cause they were, the bears gave up a turnover, but the commanders weren't uh, able to, and, uh, or the bears defense wasn't able to force the turnover. So, uh, the Commanders came out with a win there. And then as for the Patriots, they're coming off of a win, a destroying win over the Browns. Uh, the Patriots look really good as of right now. Bailey Zappi looks great. Um, 24 completions, 309 yards, two passing touchdowns, only sacked twice. 
uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 76 yards, 19 rushes, and two touchdowns. Uh, doing his thing there. Devontae Parker, 64 yards, four receptions. Uh, Johnu Smith, who was questionable for this game but came back in, 61 yards, two uh, two receptions. Hunter Henry, 61 yards, four receptions, and a touchdown. Jacoby Myers, 60 yards, four receptions. I mean, Bailey Zappi's definitely getting this ball all over the place for his receiving core, uh, and it's definitely showing out there on the field. Definitely hard to cover a quarterback that can really get to multiple people on the field. They were able to get three sacks on the day. Um, you know, definitely great from the defense. And the two interceptions uh, by uh, the defense, one led by Jalen Mills. And uh, it was kind of just she wrote from there. I mean, it was, it was pretty dominating game by the Patriots against the Browns. But as for this one, uh, give me the Patriots by eight. I think they're just overall the better team compared to the Bears. I uh, can definitely handle the Bears here on Monday Night Football. So, again, just give me the Patriots here with the easy win. And that'll be all for today's episode. Thank you for listening or watching all the way through. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And make sure you leave a comment, like, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And also leave the podcast a five-star review or hit the follow button. Uh, that'll be uh, greatly appreciated. Um, but again, thank you for listening and watching all the way through. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.